Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Sam's Report. It is the end of January. I cannot believe this month is uh, quickly coming to an end. Yikes. Uh, mostly because if I know some of you follow me on some of the other stuff that I do and some of you only watch this podcast during the week. <laughs> but I am going to Africa next week. I am... Um, yeah, going straight to Africa. I am going to, specifically, I'm going to Kenya. Uh, and inside of Kenya, I'm going to go to Nairobi. And I am going there. I'm leaving on Tuesday. And I will be back late uh, Sunday, let's see, Sunday afternoon slash evening-ish. And this is going to be a crazy trip. Uh, so what? Why, why am I going to Nairobi? Microsoft is holding a Next Tech Africa kind of thing. And it's going to be talking about how uh, they're working with the local cultures to a kind of expand the use of technology and uh, really just kind of understand how Microsoft is planning to get Windows to that next billion or so users. Um, it, it's very easy for somebody like myself to download an update for Windows 10. It, it, it's very easy uh to install a new build and all that stuff because I have stable internet and stable electricity. But obviously we know there are parts of the world that do not have this. I'm not necessarily saying Nairobi, but Nairobi is just an easier place to get to. And it's going to be trying to better understand how Microsoft is pushing forward in this space so that everybody can get Windows when they need it and when they want it and how it can be serviced and secure, even in places that may not necessarily have the best infrastructure. Um, there's also some other things going on at this event, but uh, it's taking place in Nairobi, which for me is approximately 16 to 17 hours worth of flying um, because for whatever reason I'm going to go I'm going with Paul and I'm going to go to Boston to pick up Paul and then we're going to fly to Paris and then from Paris to Nairobi um, it's, it's going to be a fun trip I'm, I'm I, I honestly I'm looking forward to it I'm not looking forward to the, the actual travel per se <laughs> these are some very long flights although I did look up uh from Boston to Paris, I'll be on a 777, and then from Paris to Nairobi, I will actually be on a 787. I've never, I have not flown on a Dreamliner yet, despite doing 70,000 plus miles last year. So I guess if there's something to look forward to on the plane aspect, it's that I will get to fly on one of uh, Boeing's new birds. So uh, we have that going on, and so I'm leaving Tuesday, and like I said, I'll be back Sunday. I'm I losing my mouth here. I strongly suspect there will not be a live Sam's report next week. Um, just first off, the timing difference, I believe it's eight hours time difference. So that's going to be dicey in itself. Um, I, and I do want to record something. It's just going to be, I, I don't think I'll be able to manage to do it live. If I get there and the internet's amazing, uh, that'll be great. I, we were told that the hotel Wi-Fi should be okay, but I, that means different things to different people. That could mean it's okay to browse the web and email and all that stuff, uh, but to do a live stream could be a completely different uh, situation just because you need a lot more bandwidth. Not to mention hotel Wi-Fi, regardless of where you are, what country, city, or hotel, it's usually pretty crap, mostly because it's shared across so many people. And there we go. So Africa next week, um, which is the reason why I think I've talked about these things. The reason why I bought these guys, the noise canceling headphones specifically for this trip, uh, because I'm going to be on a, a long ass flight and 
Yeah. And so it'll be good. Like this is, I, I know I've talked about this before, but this is very specifically what I was referring to when it's good to get outside of your comfort zone. Right. Um, I, I do obviously writing and podcasting for a living and it's real easy to get sucked into this bubble of just like, Hey, everything, everything is just like me. And it's why I went to Hewlett Packard enterprise, their enterprise conference, uh, in when was the end of November. And now I'm going to go into the middle of Africa. Well, not the middle, I guess it's technically, what would that be their East coast. Um, but it's what it, this is going to be one of those trips where it's like, okay, this is going to kind of reset the dial on expectations and reality for the rest of the world. And that's one of the things too. And plus we're also going to go on a safari. Uh, so that'll be fun. Here's the really crap part. So keep in mind it's, it, so it's a two hour flight to Boston and then six hours from Boston to Paris. So that's roughly eight hours. It's like seven and a half or something like that. And then from Paris to Nairobi, it's eight. So you're looking like 15, 16 hours plus a couple hours worth of layover. So 18 to 20 hours, um, all, you know, all time in, I'm going to be in Africa for about 72 hours. We, we land late on a Wednesday night and we are taking a red eye home Saturday night. Um, we, I didn't really think this through. Like I, I love traveling and all that stuff, but I also like, you know, don't want to be away from my kid too much. Uh, <laughs> so I guess maybe we could have extended this a day or so, but it's just going to be a, a wreck, a straight wreck on my internal immunes and just <laughs> my circadian rhythm. Uh, somebody asked what kind of headphones these are. These are the new, new being uh, June, the Bose Quiet Comfort or QC35s. They're basically just Bluetooth headphones that have noise canceling. Um, that's, exa that's exactly what they are. And so they're from Bose. They're comfortable. They're, they're noise canceling. The audio, middle of the road so far. I will do a full review once I get back and, you know, have really put these things through, through uh, the entire um process of testing etc on flights so anyways uh if you're looking for me next week and i'm not as active as usual it's because i'm in africa anyways uh moving on with things that don't revolve around my life hp if you have an hp laptop you really need to be checking this out hp is recalling 101,000. that's one zero one zero 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 laptop batteries due to overheating concerns these things were built between march 2013 and october 2016 uh that's just kind of a psa that Batteries, batteries are, oof, oof. Um, yeah, batteries are always kind of dicey. So HP is recalling 101,000. I can't even imagine how much of a nightmare this is for them on a logistical thing, not to mention the impact of financials. But there you go, 101,000 batteries being recalled. Uh, on the enterprise side of news this week, Microsoft is adding new features to OneDrive for business, uh, specifically in what only you know the vast majority is. Uh, SharePoint team sites can now sync with OneDrive for business. Like the files cross sync, everything syncs now. I don't know why it took them so long to get this far, but if that makes sense to you, this is a big deal. And I guarantee a lot of people are very, very excited about this. Uh, also on the enterprise side, Microsoft is, is expanding Office 365 presence in Germany. So basically Germany has laws that says, hey, you need to keep customer data and client data inside German, uh, bare inside German boundaries if, uh, if they're a German company. And so Microsoft built a data center and said, okay, we can now do this. So it's really just Microsoft's commitment to Office 365 and the localization stuff. Also coming out this week, Microsoft, a Microsoft employee said, hey, if uh, Brexit turns out bad and there's a whole bunch of new terrorists, we may not expand our data centers in the UK. And then Microsoft corporate was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> don't, don't listen to that person. Uh, yeah, we are very much committed to the UK market. And that person, no, they weren't really speaking on behalf of the company. 
and I suspect they got uh, 50 lashes with a wet noodle. On the negative side of things for this week, I actually got a tip about this on Friday, actually Friday around like lunchtime or something like that. And I, I don't like to write this stuff up, so I put what I call a Maya marker uh, tweet out. It was like, I put a little fire symbol in the letter M, and I said, we'll see if we come back to this. And later that evening, other starts started writing it, so I wrote it up. Uh, Microsoft was announced layoffs this week. I was hearing around 700 people, and one of those people was Brian Roper. Uh, if you know, if you don't know who he is, he's the guy who always wears a hat and crazy shoes and did presentations for Microsoft on stage. So he was unfortunately like, "Oh, layoffs always suck. Layoffs always suck. There, there's nothing good about them." And so 700 people at Microsoft. Now these were part of previously announced layoffs of around 2,800 people, and so this was just the latest cut. And so that happened this week. Um, also, things that happened in this week in the world of Microsoft, they announced earnings, and they were pretty good. They were they were pretty good. They okay. So let's break that down. They officially beat Wall Street estimates, which is always a good thing. Um, I haven't checked their stock price. Maybe I should do that right now. What is it? Uh, Microsoft stock price. Let's see. What is it doing as of uh, 10:09 a.m.? It is now up 1.66 percent, or 1.07 points, to 65.34. So that's I mean, it's up a little bit, but Microsoft did beat expectations, which is that's that's what you want that's that's their goal uh and the shareholders should be happy blah 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 blah. uh breaking things down that makes 24.1 billion in revenue and net income of 5.2 billion so for those who aren't super like financial savvy net income essentially means that's how much money they had left over when they work out all the expenses so they essentially have an additional 5.2 billion dollars uh to go do with whatever they want microsoft if you'd like to send me a billion dollars i would you know you can do that. I will, I will sell you my Bose headphones for a billion dollars. Um, now, breaking some of that down. So, surface revenue saw a decline during the period of about 2%. Now, typically you think, hey, a decline in surface revenue, that's bad. Well, not really, to be honest. So, let's let's think about that. The only new hardware they had out was the Surface Studio, which was selling in extremely low volume. Extremely low volume. So, that doesn't really make a difference um, in terms of revenue. And so what they really had was a Pro 4 and a Surface Book, which were over a year old. And Surface revenue didn't really drop all that much. That's a really good sign, actually, for Microsoft. It means things are relatively stable in their hardware segment for their laptops and tablets. Tablet being the Surface Pro 4. Uh, so that's actually fantastic news. Now, I'm fully expecting them to refresh those products here relatively soon. My current speculation or thought is potentially in April. So we will see uh, if that materializes. So other things that happened, phone revenue was down 81%. No surprise, Microsoft's kind of given up on their Lumia's. Not kind of, they, they actually have given up. Uh, interesting note, Xbox Live active users climbed from 47 million from Q1. Uh, and Microsoft considers this Q2. So this would have been, what, calendar year Q4 to 55 million in this latest quarter. So they went from 47 million to 55 million. That, that's really good. What's interesting, though, is that their, their Xbox hardware wasn't up all that Actually, I think it might have even been down. Um, so where are all these extra people coming from? I actually think what the reason why it might have been down is, again, lack of Xbox 360 out there. And uh, remember, they're also pushing this stuff on the desktop as well. But 
either way, uh, 47 to 55 million, that, that's a pretty substantial jump in active Xbox Live users. Intelligent Cloud, uh, which is uh, had 6.9 billion, which is an increase of 8% from the previous year. Azure Revenue, which is their cloud and infrastructure type stuff, uh, is increasing at 93%. Now, 93% growth rate is incredible. Granted, the last couple quarters, it's been in the, over 100%. Now, there's a couple things you need to keep in mind. Microsoft says that they're on an annualized run rate, which is if you take the one quarter and multiply it by four and say, hey, this is the run rate for the entire year of Azure, it's now up to $14 billion. That's a 14, Microsoft's cloud stuff is a $14 billion a year industry for them. That's huge. And it was up only 93%, only 93. Now the caveat is that percentages are real easy when you have small numbers, but the larger they get, the harder they are to make big, right? If you go from 1 million to 100 million, that's a huge jump. But if you go from 100 million to a billion, on a percentage wise, it's not quite the same. Like it's just, it's just how math works. So, uh, 93% is still great. Don't get caught up too much in the numbers. It's an 6.9 billion. It's Microsoft is doing uh, crazy amounts of money in the cloud. So LinkedIn, which the company bought and is now part of Microsoft. Now they only own them. Um, and, and this is only data from December 8th through December 31st. They LinkedIn contributed 228 million in revenue. But here's here's what here's like the if that part. Uh, during that period, they also lost a hundred million dollars. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> that's that's a lot of money. Um, so this is Microsoft's. I don't know their new loss leader. I, I guess is the best way to think about LinkedIn. That's yeah, that that's that's a tough pill to swallow. But anyway, so Microsoft now owns LinkedIn. It is now link. It's now part of the Microsoft family and it's it's bleeding money, but that's kind of the way some of these social networks work. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see how this goes. Uh, on the other side, Microsoft Office 365 consumer subscribers has grown from 5 million from it was, uh, two and a half years ago is at 5 million and today it's at 25 million. So it's a two and a half year growth period from five to 25 million. That's crazy. That's again, uh, good for Microsoft because that is stable and uh, cyclical revenue or cash flow, which is always kind of the dream for many people. So that's kind of the, the earnings. Microsoft had another good quarter. Uh, they were far from doomed. I don't think they're going anywhere for a while. And Microsoft is actually seeing good things in the hardware segment. They also reported, and we don't know the full extent of this, and I, I don't think we'll ever truly know, but Microsoft said that they were selling uh, and that Windows was selling more in the high-end hardware segment. I had hardware so big, excuse me, which many attributed to them undercutting, undercutting or taking market share away from Apple. Very well could be that we know the MacBook Pros weren't received with the best of reviews. Um, the touch bar people really wanted a touch screen. And there we go. Um, yeah, so I don't know. We, we won't know, if, and the reason I'm hesitating this, we won't know until Apple reports their earnings, which I think is uh, Tuesday of next week. Let me see. I think it's the 31st, which should be, yeah, Tuesday of next week. So the reason why I hesitate that because Apple released all new laptops or updated their laptops. So their numbers are going to be skewed higher than typical. So it's going to be hard to really kind of isolate whether and say, hey, this truly had an impact unless they come out in the MacBook Pro sales are dismal or something like that. So anyways, moving on, uh, I had another two scoops in less than a week. It's always a good week for me. Uh, so Microsoft is working on something that is internally called Cloud Shell. 
and I, I'm still working on the details, but the reason why I wanted to write about this now, even though I didn't have all the information, was that typically if you can get the word out about this stuff, like things start piling in. And this is one of those things where I really just want the community to help. But what I'm understanding is that it's a more of a lightweight iteration of Windows that's going to modernize the infrastructure. Now, that that's paraphrasing some of the documentation that I read. If you remember, they had similar thoughts and beliefs about Surface RT, their RT platform of Windows. And so I don't I don't know if this is related or not, but it seems like this is maybe Microsoft's going to retry that strategy. I, I don't know. We will see. I suspect we'll learn more here about it in the near future. I don't I don't know. This is the usual when I say near future. Typically, these are the types of things that Microsoft talks about at build. And so uh, we will keep our eyes on what Microsoft is doing with Cloud Show. But if you hear anything, definitely let me know. I know some other people are now poking around and I know that it's definitely real and it's just trying to determine exactly what the fine details are. I will tell you this, it is not the same thing as Seashell. There's another term floating around called Seashell, which is not the same thing. So keep that in mind. Cloud Show and Seashell, not the same. Other things going on, Microsoft, uh, it should be coming out today because it's been kind of been delayed a little bit. Microsoft has now introduced, officially announced, game mode, which for Windows is really just a way to get better performance while playing games. It's something you can turn on. It's going to dedicate more resources to the game, hopefully give you a few more frames per second. And you can also do fun things like game DVR and all that stuff at the game bar that's already included in the Windows 10. They're really just trying to make Windows 10 the best gaming platform possible. And game mode should be coming to an insider build. They initially said it was going to launch on Wednesday. Then Don was like, ah, oh, no, the telemetry is not so great. So maybe on Thursday. And so now we're kind of hoping that's going to launch today. And so be on the lookout for a new build of Windows 10 coming with that. Uh, should be here in the relatively near future. Also, speaking of the Xbox... Microsoft shipped the first Xbox One creators update to some insiders. Not everybody's going to get it depending on which ring you're in. But go take a look if you have it because uh, it's a beautiful, very well done interface. The Xbox UI needed a, a refresh and this is kind of it. And the first edition of the creators update is now rolling out well. Other things going on this week. Microsoft also quietly introduced a Surface Pro model without a Surface Pen. So it's an M3, and this, this doesn't make any sense, and I'll explain why. So they have a Surface Pro 4 with an M3 chip, which is the lowest uh, le entry-level Surface Pro 4. It's fanless, so it should be completely quiet, but it's an M3 chip, so it's going to be lower performance. And so they're now selling an option without a pen, which is a good thing. I'm, I'm in favor of this because it lowers the price by 100 bucks. Uh, so I believe it starts at $799 with no pen. Here's what doesn't make sense. You can go buy a pen from Microsoft for $69, or you can get, I think, the same pen on Amazon for $49. So why it dropped the price $100, I don't quite understand. And if that pen is truly adding $100 to the Surface lineup, Surface Pro 4 lineup, drop the pen and include the type cover. I think the type cover is a much better accessory to include in the box, gives the user a better experience, and sell the pen as a... As, as the, you know, the best accessory, not the type cover. I, I, if it, I can't imagine that pen cost a, a hundred bucks, but here we go. It's dropping that price point. But keep in mind, I, as I mentioned earlier in the show, I firmly believe Microsoft is doing this to help clear stock. Uh, but I would love it if they brought that penless skew to everything. That would be actually smart. Maybe and that's what we're going to see with the Surface Pro 5 is that the pen is optional and it comes with the type cover to create a better value. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I asked Microsoft very specifically, said, hey, are you going to do this pen thing with other Surface Pro 4 models? And they gave me the, the default answer. We don't talk about future plans with our products. 
So anyways, that's been kind of some of the highlights of Microsoft news this week in about 15 minutes or so. Oh, a little bit parched lately. I don't know why. We do have quite a few reader questions this week, which is why I wanted to jump through some of that stuff, but definitely keep an eye out for Cloud Shell. I think we're going to see more sooner rather than later. So we got quite a few questions this week. First one comes from Luke, uh, L-E-W-K, Luke, Locke, whatever you want to, how you pronounce it. If Microsoft does replace Windows 10 modes with Windows on ARMS, as seems to be the popular speculation, do you think they would bring Windows Phone app compatibility across that OS? Uh, as the app library is small and is far greater, yes, um, I definitely do. I, I definitely do because there should be modern apps. They should work across the Windows on ARM infrastructure. Actually, they already work on ARM. Most phone, all phones, I think, are ARM chips. I don't think there's any x86 chips out there. Um, so yeah, the apps would definitely work across. I think it's just Windows on ARM. I, I'm wondering now that you think about, I think about this. If I got to say this, I think the Windows on ARM stuff might be related to this cloud shell in some capacity. I don't quite know the full story yet, but it might be. So keep that in mind. Um, yeah, no, I definitely think these apps are going to all port. Microsoft, oh God. I, I say this with the caveat in the back of my mind saying, oh, Microsoft would never like screw over app developers um, or app updates, but they sure as hell have in their past. Remember, you couldn't go from Windows Phone 7 to Windows Phone 8, um, and then from Windows Phone 8 to Windows Phone 10, not everything was always compatible. And so they do have a rich history of actually doing this. So maybe they won't, but they've been in such a tough place with apps in their store. I can't imagine that they would do this. Uh, but yeah, who knows? They might. Uh, Robbie B32, he says, any news on Project Scorpio? Do you think it'll be just as powerful? Just, a, just Oh, just a powerful Xbox One or something more like the Surface? So, okay, this is a good question. So it's basically asking, do I think it's going to be just an Xbox One on steroids? And I honestly just hope that it is. Uh, I, I think it might have some media functionality. We'll find out. But it, Microsoft, remember, when, my, when the Xbox One launch, they positioned it incorrectly. They positioned it as a media hub that did gaming. Um, they're not going to make that mistake again. They are going to push this thing as the most hardcore gaming thing possible. And they might include DVR functionality. I would, I would honestly love it if they did. But I think they're just going to kind of put the Xbox One on steroids and try to reclaim some of the market share they've lost to Sony. Uh, and I, that's what I hope it is. Um, I, for the most part, I use my Xbox one for gaming. Uh, and then I also use it for Amazon prime video to watch the grand tour, but that's primarily it. It'd be interesting if they actually did do DVR stuff, but, uh, I don't know if they are going to or not, but I, I, I think they're positioning it as the most powerful gaming console available. And I don't think any, they're going to change that. Oh, oh God. How do you pronounce this name? In loca sub, it's the third question. In loca subbencha, I, I guess I'm probably making that up. It says, "How do you square the five percent increase in OEM revenue with the continued decline of PC sales? Is it substantially higher mix of pro SKUs?" So here's the thing. Um, here's why I think OEM revenue is up because it's been declining for so long, right? If that if that line is is going down for so so many quarters, you don't need a high a big tick up to actually get an increase. Not to mention we had holiday shopping season. Uh, Windows 10 has now come into its rightful own. And I think that's where we're seeing it. Microsoft actually cited in, I think it was their earnings call, they said that there's really new and high-end quality machines that are propelling the sales of Windows. And I think it's because OEMs are just building nice machines again and that people are buying them. But gotta remember too that this is, it's up 5%, but it's nowhere near the market time 
all-time high. Uh, and he, his bonus question, do you think Microsoft is okay with how Xbox has done this year, being down 1% in constant currency? I think so. Uh, they had a pretty strong second half of the year with the Xbox One S. We know that because of market data saying, hey, they're in line with what Sony is doing and considering how well Sony has done. I think Microsoft is okay. I Obviously, they would love to be the market leader, but it looks like that's not going to happen with the Xbox One. And maybe that's why they're pushing so quickly to the Scorpio. But yeah, um, I think I, I honestly think they're okay with it. it the Xbox One is doing just fine. It's not doing exceptional, but it's not doing poor by any means, especially considering how poorly they got started. Um, da -da -da -da. Merlin asks, he says, could the next Surface Pen have, oh, tilt support? It took me a second to figure out what you're talking about. And so what I believe he's talking about is, I think the Apple Pencil has this. So if you're holding a pencil upright, an Apple Pencil, and then you tilt it, you kind of get a different tip experience. Um, possibly, but they would have to redesign, I was looking at, they'd have to redesign the tip. Because if you look at the pen here, um, it, I, I think it's just one single point, uh, oh, I can't. It's just one single point of contact, whereas the Apple Pencil, I think, has multiple points of contact, and which is how they are able to do some of that. And so I think they'd have to do some updates to the pen functionality. So it's a very, it's a very real possibility because, as you point out, uh, Surface Embedded Controller Firmware adds support for an upcoming product release. We don't quite know. Microsoft, I did ask them specifically about the, that terminology, upcoming product release, and they did say it is a real thing, and they weren't referring to creator's update, but they then they... I'm kind of hearing from insiders saying, hey, it's not like the Surface Pro 5 support or something like that to like downplay it a little bit. Uh, but there you go. Helix2301 says, have you tested the Apple wireless earbuds? Are they noise canceling? So no, I actually looked into buying some because once I got used to these guys right here uh, being wireless, when I go to the gym, I have wired earbuds and I was like, hey, you know what? Wireless earbuds phones would be kind of nice for the gym and so people recommended a wide variety I haven't bought any yet but I do know that they are not noise canceling so they're really just the same earbuds just with serious support no noise canceling but I've not actually tested them yet Matt Hewitt asks he says any oh this is an interesting question uh, any idea if Microsoft still has plans to ship access as part of Office 365 business premium subscription by the end of January or if it has been been pushed back to a later date my company has made some purchasing decisions based on this happening I'm starting to get a little nervous uh, here's the original reference so I don't actually know about this but I am, am going to ping Microsoft uh, today actually because if they made a promise about Office 365 and you're actually very specifically made a purchasing decision on this, I, yeah, this is a big deal. So, and considering that the month ends next two on Tuesday, I would be getting a little bit nervous too. Uh, honestly, I don't have any, I don't have an answer, but I, I can look into, I actually know the exact person I believe to email, uh, Mr. PKI who I recognize very well, is, is what is coming from Microsoft with their $1 billion investment in cybersecurity? So this is a, ooh, I, if I knew the answer to this question, I would write a very detailed post. I don't exactly know, but we, we can take some smart guess. So my, Microsoft has invested a ton of money. If you ever go to their campus, they love, they love to show off their cybersecurity center where they do all this data analysis and everything else. Um, this billion dollar investment does not surprise me in the slightest. Microsoft makes a lot a lot of their money based on security, right? They're positioning Office 365 as a security layer. They have advanced threat protection inside of Windows. They have things in Azure as well. Microsoft, it 
don't be fooled, is a security vendor at heart, right? It's just that their secure products are productivity suites and desktop operating systems. So of course they're gonna keep investing in cybersecurity because there's a lot of money to be made there, right? Companies are very scared of ransomware. They're very scared of being hacked. And so that investment is just gonna go further open up their uh, offerings for secure vendors because it's a services have exceptional revenue. If you want to ever get into the into a, open a company, um, get into the service business like consulting, uh, PR, marketing. Those things have all have great margins. Security is the IT equivalent of that. It has great margins uh, because security is can be done as a service because it's ongoing and perpetual. So realistically, I think this is just them dumping more money into their security aspects to make sure that they are. Uh, I hate to see a thought leader. I hate using that term. But that's that's where they are going with this stuff. Uh, and then the last question comes from Robbie B thirty two. Is is not a, not a cue, just a remark. He says been looking around for for a multi sport activity tracker lately uh, because he was upset at the band two going away. Uh, and he re and he says he's had luck with the Garmin Vivo Active HR, but it's pretty dang ugly. So that's what he's currently looking at. Uh, so this has been too. That's a lot of questions, guys. I absolutely love it, and I appreciate it because it keeps me on my toes, and I very much am going to try to look into some of this stuff because I love it when you can call out Microsoft for not holding up holding a promise, which they tend to do. Keep your eyes and ears open about the Surface Book 2 stuff. I'm starting to hear... It's kind of like the wheels of life are starting to kind of turn into Microsoft because you got to think about it. You have this like node of people who are working on the Surface 2 or Surface Book 2 and Pro 5, and then they want to start shipping it, right? They want to start selling it. So then they have to open it up to marketing people. Then they have to open it up to PR people. Then they have to open it up to everybody else. And so, like, as these rings of new people start getting access to this stuff, more and more things start happening. Like, websites have to be built. And I'm, I'm, I'm hearing that there's, you know, the bees in the hive are rumbling around this. And I'm hoping that uh, we're going to start to kind of see and hear more lately. But... Anyways, uh, your insider tip of the week this week, guys, is go check out that Xbox One Creators update. You do have to enroll in the insider programs. And now I can't say this with absolute conviction, but I will tell you that Xbox One insider builds are generally more stable than a desktop insider build, mostly because there's very few iterations of an Xbox. I know there's some internal variances on different machines, but even that, so let's just say there's 20 um, that's much, much less than the hundreds of millions of likely different PC configurations that are out there. So good check out the insider, uh, program for the Xbox. It's a great new dashboard. I really like it. So as always guys, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. I will be, Oh, I will take that. There will be a show next week. I hope I will be in Africa as I be in Africa. As I mentioned, I'm looking for some, for some great food, some good knowledges that I'm going to learn. Yes. Knowledges is what I just said. I am going to be hanging out with Paul. If you're not familiar with our behind-the-scenes videos that we do, we will be doing that. Um, I got this phone fixed, which was our primary recording device at CES, which is an iPhone 6. I got the battery replaced, so that should work. Taking the gimbal, and it's going to be it's going to be a crazy show. It's going to be a crazy, crazy week. Um, yep, 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 yep. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Always appreciate it. Have yourself an excellent weekend, and I'll catch you next time.